Welcome, everyone, to the Friday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am your host, Tyler Crawley, and this is always the best edition of the pod. I love it when it's Friday. It's the best day of the week. I always say that. I like it more than the weekend. I'm a big fan of the Friday. Always, because it's the possibility of the weekend, because you never know what's going to happen. Even if you have a great weekend, it's, you know, you're, you're in the middle of it. It's always the possibilities are always the best feeling. So here we are, another Friday morning. And of course, we're going to be starting with the title of said podcast. And I understand this is a little scary, especially for people in the mortgage industry, because it's true. I mean, once again, based on the data that I'm looking at, that's where we're starting. So of course, mortgage rates have hit a 33-month high, according to Freddie Mac. They do a weekly survey and sort of get an idea of where rates are for the week. Of course, rates fluctuate day-to-day, all that good stuff, but this just sort of gives you kind of an average of where rates are, and if you've been listening to this broadcast, podcast, whatever it may be, then you know that rates have been moving up. And last week, I think it was a 25-month high, and now we are at a 33-month high. And I do want to remind everyone, and I said this before, and I'm going to keep saying it, is that everybody I know that I follow in real estate, economists, you know, people that write about real estate, journalists, people in the business, you know, whether it's uh, mortgage bankers, whether it's real estate agents, they're all talking about inventory. And everyone outside of real estate is talking about rates. Now, rates matter. But the inventory issue is still the bigger issue, regardless of what is happening with rates. And I still find that very fascinating because everyone's like, oh, no, rates are going up. This is going to devastate. In fact, I saw today on Twitter that the one of the Fed presidents, where is Bullard out of? I can't remember where Bullard's out of. But he mentioned, you know, he's been out there. He's, he's very outspoken. <laughs> he's like the he's like the pal's go-to guy, like go out there and make some messaging. And he was saying that and I haven't, I have not gotten a chance to see the full clip. His speech, I think he was speaking at Columbia and there was a, a tweet that was getting a lot of attention and it said, Bullard said he's worried about housing. And of course, everyone immediately went, oh. Here it comes, 2008. It's happening again. Home prices jumped just like they did in 2007. And now here we are. This is going to be our 2008. Home prices are going to collapse once again. Now, of course, what he's talking about is that as rates move up, it's going to push more people out from being able to afford. That's just the reality of the situation. You got home prices moving up and rates moving up. And now the hope is, is that as rates move up, it's going to start sort of pushing down on this upward pressure with regards to prices. And so prices aren't going to drop, at least I don't think anytime soon, Uh, but you will start seeing some of these, you know, 18, 19% year over year climbs every month. That's going to start dropping. At least that's the argument, but it's far, far from 2008. I mean, 2008, if you wanted to get a mortgage, you just needed like a face, like it was like a face and maybe an ID maybe and it was like here's your loan <laughs> it's like oh and you want to borrow 100 percent? totally we we agree with you now that is not the case okay that is not the case uh in fact as we've talked about many a times here on the broadcast people are sitting on so much equity that i'm amazed that we're not seeing more cash out refis what is it 10 trillion dollars in equity 
What was it in 2008? Like a hundred bucks. <laughs> like you were, you were lucky if you had equity in 2008. Now people are sitting on, I think the average is like a hundred and some thousand, almost a hundred thousand, somewhere around there. Very different than what was happening in 2008. But yes, I mean, rates going up is going to be sticker shock for a lot of people, especially when we, we, we just saw the lowest rates we've ever seen. And so now we're moving back to a sort of normalized situation. So where does Freddie Mac have these rates? Well, the 30-year fixed average rate jumped 23 basis points. That's week over week to 3.92%. That is 111 basis points higher than one year ago. The 15-year fixed average rate jumped 22 basis points to 3.15%. This is 94 basis points higher than one year ago. Now, the hot, this is the highest rate that we have seen since May 30th, 2019, when the average rate was 3.99%. It actually had fallen from the week before. I think it was like 4.06. I, I spent... A little time this morning when these numbers came out, I said, well, I got to go and find when rates were like this so I could figure out exactly how high, you know, 33 month high, what the number was. And I went and saw that the May 23rd, I think it was 4.06. So it actually had fallen to 3.99. Here's something interesting, though. The 15 year at that point was 3.46, which is 31 points higher than where we are right now. Just a little side. Throw, to, throw that out there. There we go. There's the term. <laughs> throw it out there. So this is the highest rate since May 30th, 2019. But remember, that's when rates were falling. So it's so funny that like, everyone's like freaking out like, oh, my gosh, uh, rates, they're, they're moving up. And it's like, guys, it wasn't long ago that this was like normal. <laughs> this was like a normal rate. <laughs> so let's calm down, okay? Sam Cater, Freddie Mac's chief economist, noted this is not good news for first-time homebuyers, saying, quote, the 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is nearing 4%, reaching highs we have not seen since May 2019. As rates and house prices rise, affordability has become a substantial hurdle for potential homebuyers, especially as inflation threatens to place a strain on consumer budgets. Now, the Mortgage Bankers Association on Wednesday reported that they had rates already above 4%. But here's what's interesting about the MBA. Their average contract rate was a 30-year fixed, was a whopping, um, had jumped 22 basis points to 4.05%, but that was only up 107 basis points from a year ago. So they have a higher rate, 4.05, but it was a smaller spread between where we were one year ago. And so that's where, you know, mortgage bankers got it at 4.05. Freddie Mac has it at 3.92. And like I said, a lot of people are freaking out, not realizing that you know, it, it, it'd be different if it was like, this is the highest rate we've seen in 33 years. Then I could see some panic. Then I would kind of get that. But 33 months, I mean, it's... Let's calm down a little bit. Now, of course, home prices are higher than they were 33 months ago. So I get that. But let's also not forget that, once again, we are sitting on inventory levels that are the lowest that we have ever seen. Ever. Not a 33-month low. Ever. We have never seen inventories this low. And the whole reason why everyone's having this conversation about rates right now is because the whole idea behind this is to kind of slow things down. And so everyone's freaking out, but that's, are things going to slow with housing? Yeah, 
But that's what that's what's supposed to happen. That's what we want to happen. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Federal Reserve Bank, Bank of St. Louis. I said I didn't know where he was from. St. Louis President James Bullard said bringing down inflation may require the central bank to overshoot a neutral target interest rate, which he sees at about 2%. Uh, Bloomberg reported, once again, this is what he said at Columbia University. If you wanted to put downward pressure on inflation, you'd actually have to get to neutral and go beyond neutral. And I think that's a major concern of mine. We're not really in a position to do that right now, but we have to get into a position to do that in case inflation doesn't moderate as expected. And there was a great tweet, I think it was last week when the CPI numbers came out at 7.5%. And someone said the last time inflation was this high, the Fed's fund rate was 15%. Just to give you an idea of where the Fed, what the Fed might have to do with regards to rates. And once again, is that going to have a slowing effect on housing? Yes. Is that good? Yes. (laughs) That's the whole point. So it was so funny that Bullard's like, well, yeah, I'm worried about housing. I mean, yeah, he's worried about a slowing. But that's what is supposed to happen. You can't have housing increasing 20% year over year. I mean, that would lead to unaffordable homes unless rates go negative. Which people don't realize that that actually exists in Europe. They have negative rates. They do. There's some, I'm not kidding. I read an article. I think it was um, the UK and people were actually getting paid from their mortgage company. <laughs> for having a mortgage. I mean, they're making their, you know, their principal payment. And then they're also, they're getting like a little credit and that's the negative interest rate. It's, it's crazy. It's a crazy, it like shouldn't exist. It's one of those things that you're like, wait, negative interest. What? How does that even exist? It's like stagflation. Like, what do you mean inflation's happening with no growth? How does that happen? That, That shouldn't exist. It's very bizarre. No, of all things being equal, it shouldn't exist, but it does. It does exist in some places. And so, yeah, unless rates go negative, home prices cannot just continue to move up in perpetuity before they eventually get to the point where people can't afford them. So you need to have slowing (laughs) in housing, and it's not a horrible thing. I mean, most people buy a house and they're in there maybe 30 years if they're lucky. But most, I think what's the average time? Seven, eight years, something along those lines. You're in a house for seven, eight years. It's going to be profitable, right? I think even, even if you bought it like the peak, in like 2008 and then things crashed. If you were there for eight years, depending on where you were, you maybe got close to breaking even. <laughs> I mean, it's like sort of like, it's like the opposite of like the whole, that whole quote from um, Fight Club where they say, uh, you know, long enough timeline, you know, everyone dies. The, 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 a long enough timeline, the lifespan of everyone drops to zero. On houses on a long enough timeline, you will profit. <laughs> on a long enough timeline, you will. But yeah, in the short term. Yeah, I mean, are we going to see some fluctuations month to month at some point? Yes, that's the point, though. You can't have houses appreciating 20% every year. It, it, it can't, okay? It's just, it's, it's unless, unless wages are also appreciating at 20%, then okay, fine, that's not happening. So that's the whole purpose of all of this. It, it, we are supposed to see some slowing in housing, which, of course, what does that mean? Well, that means instead of right now, you put a house in the market and you get 10 bids, now you get four. (laughs) So it's not like, they're acting like you're not going to get any bids. Like you put the house, oh no, no one's going to buy a house. No, you're just going to go from 10 bids to four bids. So you're still going to have a bidding war, even with with rates moving up. So I'm not worried about the rates moving up. A lot of people are freaking out. Like I said, a lot of them are not in housing though. 
People in housing, their concern is inventory. And that's why I was not happy about what happened with housing starts. I had, I had a good feeling about this. And I think earlier, earlier this week on the podcast, I, I said, aren't we going to get construction numbers? And I got confused with construction numbers that we get at the start of every month. And that's more of sort of like a generalized look at construction overall, public and private. This is looking at purely private and to break down the numbers a little bit better and privately owned housing starts fell 4.1% from December to an annualized rate of 1.638 million in January. This according to the Census Bureau. Economists had projected a drop, but it was smaller, a 0.7% drop to 1.7 million. So unfortunately, houses... Housing starts fell more than expected. Uh, year over year, they were up. So there's some positive news if we can spin it that direction. Up 0.8% when compared to January 2021. Also a little disappointing, housing completions, they were worse. And we know why. We talked about this earlier this week. The garage door nightmare. It, people can't find parts. I mean, parts. I guess they're parts, right? They're parts to a house. They can't find the parts to make the bigger parts that go on the house. That's the big problem that we're having right now. And so that's why it didn't surprise me at all that completions were actually even worse. Privately owned housing completions fell 5.2% from December to an annualized rate of 1.31 million. Housing completions were also down for the year with a 6.2% drop when compared to January 2021. So... Like I said, I wasn't surprised by that because, yeah, I mean, people are starting projects, but they're not finishing them. It's taking a lot longer. We talked about this a lot the other day when we were talking about that New York Times piece and just the chaos that is happening right now with people trying to finish homes and the lack of the materials that are necessary to do that. Uh, here's the one bright spot, though, in the report. There was a bright spot. That was building permits. So it's good to see because despite all the problems that builders are having, they're still like, we're going to build homes. And they see that it's out there. There's the demand is out there. And so they're thinking, these supply chains can get fixed. We can make some money. And so they're still pushing forward ahead because it was positive for the month. Privately owned housing units authorized by building permits were up 0.7%. To an annualized rate of 1.889 million. And economists had actually projected that that was going to fall 6.3%. So that's like a 7% spread right there. That is great news. So I will find the silver lining in this report. Building permits were up. And I think I saw this. I wish I had written it down. I unfortunately did not. But I think someone said that this is the highest rate we've seen for building permits since I think 2006 maybe. So that was great to see. So builders, despite the supply chain problems, their inability to complete these homes, they're still like, hey, people need homes. There's money to be made. We're going to keep building. And I'm thrilled to see that because those inventory levels need to move up. So I'm happy to see that. Uh, building permits were also up 0.8% year over year. Now, this was the overall housing data. Looking at single family, what was funny is that the categories were all sort of exaggerations of their metrics. <laughs> and so, for example, 
Single-family housing starts fell more, 5.6% from December, and we're down 2.4% year over year. Single-family completions fell 7.3%, and we're down 8.4% year over year. That is just, oh, that's heartbreak. But single-family permits were up 6.8%, but we're also down year over year 5%. So... The good news, building permits are up. Builders are still building. I'm very excited about that. But the supply chains are wreaking havoc on, well, starts probably, and completions, more so with completions. So that's the unfortunate bad news. So I know it sounds like a bad podcast because, oh, no, housing starts aren't that great. No, no, mortgage rates. Freddie Mac says they're at a 33-month high. Oh, no, but it's really, it's really... The devil's in the details. And I don't I don't think it's as bad as everyone thinks it is. Once again, rates moving up. They're supposed to move up. Housing does need to cool down, especially with the inventories at where they are. And because the inventories levels are so bad, I'm glad to see building permits up. So I am going to go. I'm going to end this week on a positive note. All right. That's I'm, I'm going to try and stay positive. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's the middle of February. It's still kind of cold outside, and the weather could be better. Today was actually a gorgeous day. Today was a gorgeous day, but I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at this as positive. <laughs> this is rates need to move. That's the market working. The market doing what it's supposed to with rates moving up, cooling things off a little bit, and then of course building permits on the rise. So I'm gonna stay positive as we go into the weekend. All right, that's it. We're going to wrap it up there. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy it. We'll be back here Monday morning for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait. Wait.